All right, we're going to start off in Ephesians chapter 6 again. And uh, our next installment there. And I knew that I would probably spend a couple of messages, services, however you want to put it, on the wiles of the devil. Sunday night when we looked at that, we, of course, just dealt with the mind. And again, the wiles, a trick or a stratagem, practice for ensnaring or deception. And uh, his tools, his devices, as said in another portion of Scripture, we are not ignorant of Satan's devices and the same thing as the wiles, the things that he uses to trip us up, the things he uses in, our, in his warfare against us and the principalities and powers of the air and uh, principalities and against powers, against rulers of darkness and of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what we wrestle against. So we're going to see that and deal with that just a little bit more and then we're going to break down. And some of these, some of these do overlap. I mean... When I mentioned the word, uh, to be strong in the word, to be strong in the will of God, to be strong in the work of God, and the war of God, but the word is all the way through here, and we're going to see that again when we get down to the sword, to the spirit, uh, and so we'll look at it a little bit more in depth, but, uh, you know, even tonight, and one of the, the things that, uh, that I'm bringing out, and uh, um, Again, is the word. Of course, when we get down to the actual armor, you know, obviously he has he has uh, Paul writing to the Ephesian church, um, separated up and gave those analogies um, uh, with each piece, and we'll look at that and those pieces. Like you, if you do a study of the tabernacle or the temple, uh, the tabernacle in the wilderness, they had all kinds of pieces. <laughs> And you can see Christ in every piece. You can see Christ in the materials that they were made out of. Uh, the silver sockets and uh, the uh, the shittim wood and, the, and uh, the mercy seed and the golden labor. And just, I mean, it's all the pieces and, and, and parts. Some, some pieces were, were beaten, uh, beaten into shape. Uh, and that is, a, you know, a reference to the suffering of Christ. And just so it's just really a good a good study, uh, but uh, but this here is a, a great study, brother uh, Steve Ple- uh, Vincent there at Island Ford did it in the men's Sunday school, and did a really good job. Probably the last time I heard anybody uh, preach or teach down through there, he taught down through through these in the Sunday school hour. Uh, but we're going to look here again at the wiles. I'm going to read eleven and twelve again. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And of course, verse number 10, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So the wiles continued is what I'm going to be, if, if you want to put it that way. Uh, wiles continued. Uh, we dealt with our minds and our imaginations. And that's one of the tools of the devil. He just whisper a little something in our mind, and then we, you know, as I put it the other night, you know, like that octopus and that squid, it just keeps getting bigger. The more we chew on it and the more we think about it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Most of the time, you know, it causes fear in our hearts. It causes fear in our lives. And most of the time, it doesn't ever become, you know, ever 
uh, take fruition. It never comes to fruition. It just it's just something that the, that if he can the devil can keep us distracted uh, by by this fear and distracted by these um, these things that he puts in our mind, uh, then um, then he's winning the battle. And sometimes it's not necessarily the fears, and sometimes it's just uh, we. Uh, you know, our mind causes us to sin, the things that we think upon uh, that we sin. You know, I could put it that, I didn't deal with it the other night, but we can, uh, we can uh, elaborate on it right now. You know, uh, you know, that second look, fellas. <laughs> you know, the billboards and uh, the woman walking down the street dressed inappropriately. Uh, you know, you see it, you, you see it, you can see it and turn. Or you can see it and see it again. And then when seeing it again, what does it cause us to think about? To look upon a woman in lust. There's sin. And so, and that's another tool of the devil. Again, it goes back to our mind. Uh, lots of times it starts with a look. Uh, sometimes it starts with um, a word. You can go to the strange woman uh, uh, teachings there in Proverbs about 5 through 9, all the way through there. Uh, there's that one, one passage of Scripture, she caught him, so she touched. It deals with all the senses. She touches him. Rem, uh, what's the one more? I won't say remarkably, but surprisingly is the word I'm looking for. Brother Glenn asked about the office, and I said I did a couple of little things yesterday. And it's really slow this week, but uh, that being said, two of them, two men are out of the. We have the big room with four desks in it. Then our director has a an office by herself, and then we have two GS 11s that have offices by themselves. So all the GS nines are in one big office, and and uh, of course the way that our desks are set up with the. Uh, whatever you want to call them, credenzas, bookshelves, whatever. The way this, our desks are set up, it, it kind of goes into two different sections there, and so there two of us can see each other and two of us can see each other, and, but we can all talk to each other over <laughs> in the room. Well, the two that's over on the other side are gone, and so it's me and the, the Mormon fella. And, of course, you know, he did his, he did his uh, as he put it, his mission up in Montana, and, you know, he's... He's married, got four children, and so on and so forth. And something come up about uh, hugging, hugging women. And uh, he's like, "I don't hug anybody. That ain't no, you know, that ain't my relation." And he goes, "He goes, no, I take it back." He says, "I do, maybe will hug somebody, you know, another woman, but I never initiate it. You know, I just, I don't give them an unwanted hug." If they want to give me a hug, then I'll hug them. But otherwise, I just don't. And I, we got to talk on about that, you know. But that touch, and uh, that touch, then in, in that same passage of Scripture, that she, she, she talked, she spoke to him, and the way she spoke to him, because Solomon was looking, you know, she, she perfumed her bed. That deals with the smell. She had already decked out. There's the eyes. And and he was led <laughs> as a you know a lamb to slaughter. I mean, just into the pits of hell. The Bible says, 
down, down, down. So you use all the senses. The devil knows what he's doing. And, it, and if he can just put just a touch, and it might be innocent on both parties, you know, especially on the party of the, of the opposite set, maybe man or woman. It could be just innocent. But one of them will take it wrong. And that, that, that seed will go into your mind. You know, she's never done that before. He's never done that before. That felt pretty good. See where that goes? And it can just go in all kinds of wrong directions if that seed thought gets in your mind. So one of his wiles is the mind. That was just a little extra. I don't know where I come from, but it works. It is true. So the mind, just those little, those little misunderstandings and those little things that, God, that the devil will put in us. So the, the next one, if you'll turn to John chapter 8, Next two, actually, that the Lord kind of pointed out to me since Sunday night. And we'll kind of elaborate on, well, maybe there's a third one here at the end. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, probably in passing here. But John chapter 8, verse number 42. Jesus said unto them, talking about the Pharisees, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I from uh, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. He sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words, ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not. Of God, I'm just going to go ahead and deal with these in the opposite because of what I had just said about that strange woman and about that seed thought and of what he said there. He uses the word um, mm-hmm. here in verse number, the beginning of 44, you of your father, the devil, and the, here it is, here's another one of them wiles, your lust. He knows, he knows how to trigger our lust. And it might not be over the, you know, a person of the opposite sex. It could be covetousness. You lust your neighbor's land. You lust your neighbor's lawnmower. You lust after money. The love of money is the root of all evil, the Bible tells us. And it, it's just, you know, we, we see it with our eye and, you know, and... Maybe it's the devil that put it in front of us. I don't know. But we begin to lust after that, and then that's one of his tools. It's, he knows it. Look, if he can cause us to sin, then that affects our prayer life. If he can cause us to sin, then that affects our relationship with the Father. 
if he can cause us to sin, then that affects our relationship with the spouse, which affects the relationship with our prayer life. If he can cause us to sin, that, that, that ruins our testimony uh, and our co-worker and the people in their community. So there's the there's the warfare. He he doesn't want us. He doesn't want to see. He doesn't want our community to see a strong warrior for Christ. He doesn't want your co-workers like mine did. He doesn't want them to have any kind of confidence in you as a Christian that they can come to you as prayer like they did Sister Sherry, the teacher with stomach cancer, and and and. All the ones on the prayer list that, that have come to to uh, to Pam, and then I know in times past, well, everybody in here, people people have confidence. They know that we are praying people. They know we're praying church, and they come. Hey, will you pray for us? I know you go to church. I know you pray. And if the devil can taint that, then he's won the battle. And he taints it with lust. And again, it might not be, it can be, you know, that thought that he puts in there which will grow into a lustful thought and then if it grows big enough, it'll grow into a lustful action. The look and then the means of bringing it into the home nowadays. Used to you have to find magazines. I'm just I'm not going to go into. Used to used to have to find, you know, or you know down. You know you knew the friends whose dad had them hid out in the shed, garage. But now it's prevalent. It's really easy to get to. And one thing leads to another. Some of those, what was it, Ted Bundy? In an interview with him later, uh, I guess he was a jailhouse interview, he said it started out that way. started out with pornography. And one thing led to another. He, had to, he thought about it, he saw it, he thought about it, he acted upon it. And then he died in jail. But lust is a big thing. And I just, well, I know we read it recently, but we'll just hit it again. So our, our imaginations, our minds, and then the lust that he, he, can, he can, he knows that we're flesh and he knows how this flesh works. He's been studying this for centuries. Let no man say, when I am tempted, or when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. So who is he drawn by? I mean, his own lust can draw him away, but you don't think that the, that, that the tempter, he's also been known as that, that Satan could not just come and put things in front of you. He did Christ in the wilderness. He did Eve, and we're going to get to that in a minute. He did Christ in the wilderness, and we're going to get to that in a minute too. But um, drawn away of his own lust and enticed, 
He does the enticing. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And when sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Now in chapter number 4 of James, from whence come wars and fightings among you. Now this is not fighting fighting that those powers and principalities and and, uh, what is it... uh, Let's see here. Oh, list there. Darkness in high places. Yeah, we done read it, but I'm gonna, I'm, I haven't quoted it, but here we go. It's not fighting the flesh and blood, I mean, uh, principalities against powers, against rulers of darkness and, uh, of this world. That's where I was missing it. Of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. It's not that. It's among yourselves. And if the devil can cause us to fight among ourselves, then there's another one of his, one, another one of his, Stratagems, his wiles, that's a strategy of the devil. Well, he didn't shake my hand. (laughs) They helped so-and-so's family and they didn't help mine. They helped so-and-so and they didn't help me. See how it works? It gets us fussing at each other. Come they not hence even of your lusts that warn your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain, ye fight and war, ye cannot have, or ye ha- yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Lust is a wile of the devil. Note in this same passage, though, I'm just going to go ahead and mention it here, and we, I think we've mentioned it, in the past two, um, let's just go down to verse number seven. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Here it is. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. We mentioned this on Sunday morning. That standing, be strong and sta- taking a stand and resist him, drawn out of God and he will draw out of you. So resist the devil and he will flee from you. And it is in the passage that he deals with that lust and being drawn away of our own lust. And enticed, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So, so again, Sunday night's while that we looked at is our imagination and our mind. Many, many times that's where the warfare takes place. And tonight we looked at lust, and in the same passage of Scripture in John 8, verse 44, the lies. He is a murderer from the beginning and abode not in, in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. The lies. I don't have to say this. There's three, three surveyors in here and an engineer. <laughs> you guys know. We've talked about it before. You shoot an azimuth one fraction of a degree. Don't mean much maybe here in this distance. But the farther you go, the farther off you're going to get. And sometimes the devil works in full outright lies. 
And other times, he just works in these little half-truths, which just is just a, a part of a lie in a truth. But it's enough of it to cause it to go off a degree or two. A fraction. This can be, we see it, just turn it, whatever network you want to turn it on. Nightly news. World news. Turn it on C-SPAN. <laughs> hear them talk in the Congress. Hear them talk in the Senate. And, or, or their briefings. And they'll tell, they'll tell <laughs> a, part, a partial truth, and then they'll throw a little non-truth in there. Some of them are pretty slick. Some of them are... Some of them are easy to be fact-checked. Others, it takes a little bit more digging to say, wait a minute, because you have to go back and whatever. But I'm, I'm thankful for those that has the ability to go back and has the resources and, and pulls a lot of things out, puts it on a, puts it on a chart, and let's, let's folks see about it. But we see that in the media. We see that in, in the politics. We see that, and they'll take... A portion of the truth, but they'll put just a little bit of a lie, a false. That makes the whole thing false. That makes the whole thing false. This was a conversation that actually come up. It wasn't. It's a. It. It can be applied in in this this line of thought. A man that JD knows. Her the children wanted to watch something. That was PG-13. And the man said, nope. And, of course, the children kind of balked a little bit and said, well, why not? Or he said, well, okay, well, tell me what's, what, why is it PG-13? And they said, well, you know, it says it's got some, it's got some language in it. But, but, but that language is, is it's not, it's not going to, it's not going to, however the kids put it, not going to hurt that bad. And he said, No. Well, later on, the family was making brownies. And Dad got a disposable spoon and brought the youngest kid, child over, boy over, and, and, said, and gave him a spoon and said, go outside and put a little poo on the end, dog poo on the end of that spoon. And the boy said, just, he goes, just do it. So here comes the boy with a little dog poo at the end of the spoon. And so here's Dad as they're stirring up these brownies, <laughs> he goes, I'm going to stir this into those brownies. And they're like, no, Dad. He goes, why not? It's just a little bit. He goes, but it'll taint the whole thing. <laughs> and so there was the, the lesson be made. And the same thing here. You know, you can talk about so many, this is so bigger. So you can have the truth and somebody will say, oh, Let's take the old King James and let's make it a new King James. We're just going to change the these and the thous. So they just change the these and the thous. And then we went from the new King James to the revised to all these other things. <laughs> and so they, they took the truth and they just started a little at a time, putting falsies in it. Removal and additions. 
mostly removal. And they changed it. And they changed it into a lie. If you take out the blood out of, the, out of what people call the Bible, you take out the blood, which is not in their, their versions, then without the blood, there is no, there is, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. And if we can't read that Jesus Christ was shed, his blood was shed for us, then there is no remission in that. So the truth. And the devil is the father of lies. And this is the way he works. He'll change, he'll, he'll, he'll either flat out lie, let's turn to Genesis 3. He'll either flat out lie or he will hold a little bit of the truth back or he will add a little bit of falsehood to the truth. So that's why, going back to our Sunday morning message about being strong in the word, how, how are we going to know if he's lying to us unless we know the truth? And unless we know, and then you get in these conversations with family members, a lot of other people want to beat the debate or wants to whatever. They got, maybe they got some legitimate questions. The devil's done, got into their ear and maybe from another person that they've asked questions to and they're looking for answers, you know, don't just, be, you can be careful when you answer. Don't make sure that you know what you're answering. But all the more reason for us to get in the word. Anyway, Genesis chapter 3, you know the story, temptation. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, and that's my next point, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the true, uh, fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the, tree, of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Now she added. She didn't know the truth. She added the touch part. But he didn't say that. He says, don't eat it. And the serpent said, uh, said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. That's a flat-out lie. She didn't even know what death was. Can you imagine living in a place? There's no, there's no dead possum on the side of the road. There's no animal eating another animal. There's no death. They never had seen death. They didn't know. Do what? That's right, no graveyard. They never had seen death. Can you imagine? Obviously, there was that spiritual death when they partook of the fruit. But when God killed the animal and made them and made them coats of skin and covered their nakedness was the first time that they witnessed a physical death. And the impact that that probably had on their minds. That their sin caused the death of whatever animal God chose to kill, to cover their nakedness. Just think about that a little while. But this is a flat out lie. Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know 
in the day that ye eat thereof, when your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And so she partook. So the devil just flat out lied. Now let's go to Matthew chapter number 4. Verse number one, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. He's using the word of God himself right here. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus saith unto him, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then he said, Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee, behind, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. So the devil knows the word of God, and he can he can take it, and he can twist it. Like somebody pointed out, you know, they talk about the pages being stuck together. But like I had heard testimony of, where the man took the word of God and convinced another man that he should commit suicide, and he attempted it. Then while he was in the process of it, he come to himself, thanks to the Holy Spirit, and he got up and he went back to where uh, the godly influence of his life, his family members were, and then uh, got in church, got saved, now he's a preacher. And all that happened down in New Orleans. But the devil knows the word of God. and He can take it, he can take the whole verses and twist it, he can take the whole verses and misapply it. He can change some verses. He can add to the verse. He can twist it all up, or he can just flat out lie to you. And in this, one of the things that I've seen, so here's, here's the last of the three that we're going to get to tonight, lust. The mind was Sunday night, one of his wiles, and then that leads into lust, those thoughts that maybe come into our mind, and the lust that's within us. And he draws upon the lust, our fleshly lust, and our fleshly desires, and causes us to stumble in our warfare or lose the battle. But then as he was dealing there with um, Eve in Genesis 3, when he first started talking, yea, hath God said. And then when he dealt with Christ in the wilderness of temptation, he, he kept saying, if. If thou be the Son of God, if thou be the Son of God, yea, hath God said, there's doubt. 
So he deals with lust, he deals with lies, is one of his, and then in that, kind of, it's all kind of tied together. It's doubt is one of them. He'll make you doubt, which goes back to the mind. If thou be, he questions. He puts a seed of doubt that we, again, what will, what will fix the doubt, what will fix the lies is the truth. And then, you know, is to Lisa. She's like, again, Doug. I just, so Lisa goes and gets, you know, nowadays you get the results right there on your phone. My chart. So she goes, month by, we hadn't been gone too awful long. Bing! You got new results in your my chart. So she's looking them up. So there's all these big old medical terms. You know, this and this. And so, you know, she spent a little time looking them up. She didn't know what it was. But to educate herself, she looked up the definitions. When doubts come our way, when, 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 when the, and when lies come our way, let's just look it up. Look, let's compare it to this. This is the standard. When, and it, it, the lie might not come by some, the lie might come by somebody, somebody that's supposed to know. Somebody that has disguised himself as an angel of light to sow to, to, to lie to you and to sow that seed of doubt in your mind, but lay hands on no man suddenly. You know, some people, you know, the guy will come in and he's full of charisma and just and people just, I mean, latch on to him. And the Bible will talk about like like led away as silly women. Just latch on and just follow them, hook, line, and sinker. And then these these big charismatic televangelists, why are they making the millions that they're making? Because people are led away of their lust and their lies. You know, I mean, I mean, it sounds so good. It sounds silly for those that know the truth. But for those that don't know the truth, and then those that would be drawn away of their own lust. You know, I, I remember when cable, I'm old, and I know some of you are too. You're older than I am. <laughs> but I, I'm old enough, for, for those that don't know, I'm old enough to know when cable television first come in. So some of you are too. It used to be the three networks and maybe PBS if you got, you know, and that was on that extra little dial that you had to get set just right. So maybe four stations. But I remember Dad, when he first got cable television, we used to make fun of the guy because we would come in from church. My stepmother Peggy would go start getting dinner out and getting, you know, finishing up, getting it ready. And my brother and I would turn on the TV. Just it was just habit in the house that they lived in. Turn on the TV, and we had cable. We also had Pong. Boom, boom. Anyway, <laughs> first video game. 
but we had cable, and, and it, was a, it, was a cable, it was a station, I want to say out of Michigan, because now you can start seeing all these stations from all over the place. And it was one of them shyster, shyster religious television shows, because it was, it was on at, when we got home from church. And right there, we catch the end of it. And right there at the end, you know, he would come on after his message, and he would say, he would say, you know, now we're going to pray and, you know, for a love offering donated to the ministry, you know, and he, of course, you know, while he's preaching, he's got this red hanky and he's wiping his sweat, you know, and we're going to pray and, and one of the, you know, one of my, one of my handkerchiefs, you know, that I've, that I have sweat, <laughs> you get a sweaty hanky, he would send you a piece of a prayer cloth. He'd just cut up one of his red sweaty hankies and he'd send it to you for a, for a love offering, and so that you could, while you're watching him on his cable TV, you could place that on the television and put your hand on it while he prays and get all your prayers answered. Your dreams could come true, you know? And then that, I mean, it sounds silly when you put it that way, but people obviously fell for it. Because, I mean, the lust of the flesh says, hey, you know, if I can get a cloth and get a special, special inroad to a special prayer and get my prayers answered, why not? And so they fell for it. The lie of the devil. Because they didn't take what he was saying on the TV and bump it up against this. John chapter 17. And it will be done. So doubt, lie, lust, lies, and doubts. Three more of his wiles. John chapter 17, verse 14. I have given them, this is the prayer, the prayer of intercession. This is the Lord's prayer. This is Jesus talking to God. In verse number 14, he says, I have given them thy, here's the big word, word. <laughs> I have given them thy word. And the world that hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am of the world, I pray that thou, that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil, that they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Here it is, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Pilate asked the question, what is truth? He was standing there looking at it. He was looking at Jesus Christ. And he was the word, and his word is the truth. And, we, and when we get down to, and you, like I said, we're going to, we'll keep bringing it up, but when we get down to the sword, we're going to actually look at the sword and, as an instrument a little bit better in comparison to the word, but we're going to probably see the word several times through there. We stood, we're going to stand strong in the word and then we're going to combat, and again, we're going to get down there, one of the ways to combat the falsities, the lies, and the lies, but definitely the lies and the doubts is the word. Even those imaginations, if we would just gird up our minds and get into the word and let the truth speak to us 
then it would, it would fix a lot of the things that we're thinking about. Some of, the, some of the lies are not even of the devil. I mean, he's the father of it, but some things are the things that we just conjure up in our minds just because that's the way our bodies work. The, the truth, the truth. And, he, and, 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 of course, I heard a Fox News fella and, and I, I, I hear it all, all the time. They want to quote it. But uh, they misquote it when, when they use it. And I, I don't have it in my notes. And everybody knows. And I'm trying to think it's right here. But, but where it talks about the truth shall, everybody misquotes it. And they quote it as the truth shall set you free. And that's not what it says. It says the truth shall make you free. Yeah, Jesse Waters. He said, the truth shall set you free. And I said, wrong, Jesse. It'll make you free. And it'll free. It'll free yourself of those imaginations. It'll free yourself of the doubt. It'll free yourself of the 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 word and I mean the the lust and I'll free yourself of the, of the lies is the truth and it's the sword of the spirit is the word of the truth of the word of truth and again we'll get to that it's later on but we're gonna we're gonna see it here because that is just the opposite of some of these some of these wiles that the devil has that he uses against us. And if we will understand and know which angle he comes at us. One of the things that I appreciated in my Air Force time, again, as I mentioned probably Sunday morning, is that a lot of the other branches are offensive and the Air Force primarily, except for the planes, are defensive. (laughs) And um, the bombers can be offensive, fighters can be defensive, whatever. But anyway... But as a ground troop in the Air Force, we're in the security police, we, we practice defense. But, you know, one of the things, and about, and I was in the Strategic Air Command when it was still, when it was still a thing, you know, and I and, and it talked to people, talked to security policemen that had been in the Tactical Air Command for any length of time, they had a different mindset than we did in the Strategic Air Command that had been there for any length of time. We just... We just handle things different, and there is a difference between tactics and strategy. And being in the strategic air command, one of the things that we, in the defense, is, is strategy is, and I, and I, I just, I don't want to kill myself. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. One of the things that I have done, and I guess I've applied it to a lot of areas of my life, is I try to get, and when I'm facing some kind of a decision, some kind of, you know, uh, maybe I'm praying about a certain decision, a certain pathway to take or whatever, or something comes at me, this is, this is my analogy, I say, and I don't physically do it like I'm doing it right now, but in, in, my, in my heart and in my mind, I, I try to get up on the highest point that I can. And I try to 
overlook the whole situation as best I can, and then come up with a strategy, all right? The same thing here. You know, by make a strategy, the, the word is one of them, but to get up on the highest point that you can and look at how the devil, the avenues that the devil comes at you. And that's what these studies is about. We know that he comes at us in our minds and imaginations. We know that he comes at us with our lust. We know that he comes at us with our lies. And we know that he comes at us with our doubts. So if we know that he can come at us this way because we've studied him and what the Word of God says about him, then we can set up the defense that we need to set up. So as, as the Lord will give me, if he gives me any more of the, of the wiles, then we'll deal with them. Otherwise, we'll just move on, you know, based as the Lord leads. And maybe as we move on, he'll throw in some more wiles that we might know how the devil operates. So we can set up a good defense, all right? So that's what we're going to be looking at. All right. Uh, let's have a word of prayer and just be dismissed. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for the opportunity again to come to the house of God. Pray for Miss Debbie tonight. Give grace and help to her. Lord, strengthen her and help her, Lord. And I know that she makes re readjust for not having uh, Ryan around uh, uh, like he's been for some time now. I pray that you give her the grace and help. Uh, to adjust uh, in his absence. I pray that you'll strengthen her and help her, Lord, bring her back to our assembly. And we'll thank you and praise you for it. Pray, Lord, for Landon, that you give uh, healing and help to her as she uh, adjusts to Oklahoma uh, weathers and, uh, and maybe the allergies and things that she's dealing with. I pray that uh, Roxanne will come while she's in and hear the gospel and that you'd work in her heart and her life and be saved. And pray for the, the need and wisdom that uh, Brother Josh shared with us in the office that you'd uh, just a guide and direct in it. Lord, we want to do the right thing, uh, but Lord, we also want them to do the right thing as well. And pray and ask that you would uh, work in their life and, and uh, again, give wisdom in that situation. And we'll thank you and praise you. Ask and pray that you will bless in uh, the upcoming services on Sunday. Uh, Lord, if we have any visitors, I pray that you deal with their hearts and their lives. Pray for those that have been coming that's lost, that you uh, may the Holy Spirit just fall heavily upon them in conviction, and may they they come to Christ uh, as their Savior. Pray for the, the children of God here as we look into this instruction about uh, the, the armor of God. Lord, help us to understand and know and think about uh, and try to just get a, a grip on the things that the devil uses against us. Lord, as a church, as a people, but then as we maybe muse upon these things as individuals. Lord, uh, we all have our weaknesses and uh, Lord, that sin and that and those those the weights and the sin which does so easily beset us, uh, Lord, as an individual, I pray that you would help us to uh, to put up our guard and uh, Lord to uh, to take this whole armor and uh, to do with it uh, what we ought to to protect ourselves in this spiritual warfare. We ask and pray that uh, you'll go with us throughout the rest of the week, bring us back at the next appointed time. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs>